This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Season's been over for, oh, four or five days now. Time to take a step back, digest everything, and look at the state of the AFC North, what all four teams look like, the needs that they have, their potential moving forward into 2022, all of that good stuff coming your way right here on this episode of the Steelers Standard. And with the state of the division, it's only fair that we start with the cream of the crop historically, and that's your Pittsburgh Steelers as your kings of the North. <laughs> okay. Because they've won that division more than any other team. It's true. That's undisputable. Big thorn in the side team potential, I think, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what I mean by that is you got the Ravens, you got the Bengals, clear-cut contenders, you got the Browns. They'll probably convince themselves that they're contenders this offseason. But oh, the they, Browns they could will ca- be. They the, Browns, could be. the Browns will crown themselves Super Bowl 57 champions tomorrow. But realistically, they could be contenders for the division crown next year. I see the Steelers as that team that's going to be in a weird transition period that's just going to bleep with one of the teams that's contending, Mm. like sweep a Ravens or something Mm -hmm. like that, or or double up the Bengals next year for revenge after the Bengals doubled them up this year. Like, total thorn in the side. This team's going to win six, seven games, but they're going to win two or three big Mm -hmm. games against division opponents because – Mike Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach. He knows he's not going to just roll over, especially against those three teams. He loves especially against those. He'll. I mean, any team he plays against. Now, this is you can interpret this one way or the other. But any team that's competitive, Mike Tomlin's not going to just say, "You know what? My team is just not as good. I'm not going to even try." Now we saw that with Kansas City this year in both contests against uh, the Chiefs and. Neither was close, and it got worse because in the wild card round, it was a bigger blowout than it was in, what, week 16 or week 15. Yeah. But honestly, those two games, that's like, I just don't know the last time I've seen the Seagulls get blown out like that. I don't think I can remember that either. And it was a little shocking to see Tomlin. It wasn't that the stat that Tomlin had it lost game, or no, it was the rushing yards allowed when they were giving up to the Lions and mm-hmm. the uh, Ravens. I think after like the amount of rushing yards that they gave up in a three week span, like was something that Tomlin hadn't seen happen to him in his entire career right. before this season. Um, so yeah, I think I just see them as a even if it's Mason Rudolph. They're going to be a team that uh, the Bengals will come into Hines. Right now, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you this right TJ now. TJ Waddle sack Burrow five times, yeah, and they'll lose possible. the game 13-10, to 10, and it'll totally be a, how did we lose to the Steelers? Like, I, I see them taking on that kind of a DNA next year. Are the Steelers going to be above 500 next year? I really wouldn't be surprised if they just keep floating right there, just like, like this year. Like 8-9, 9-8. Nine, nine yeah. Yeah. And 7-10, and 10 and, and, it wouldn't be a, a streak in either direction that would get them there. It would be like a win and then a loss and then a win and then a loss. I just think and that's what they did this just, past yep, year. I think they would just kind of float around at that 500 they spot. They started, what, one and three, and then they won their next four, then they lost and tied, and then they won their, like, three out of their last three and four out of five, something like that. Tomlin just do? Tomlin just keeps this team a threat, though, no matter sure. what. You, you can't roll over and take them lightly no matter what as long as Tomlin's at the helm. Uh, the needs for the Steelers, I mean, don't need to go over them again because we've talked about them so much on these uh, programs, but quarterback, obviously, offensive line, defensive line, obvious needs, and then I'd say cornerbacks and potentially inside linebackers are 
needs for the Steelers as well. And then, of course, depth. You, you can always just say depth, though. It's kind of a blanket statement mm-hmm. for any team. Any NFL team needs depth. Injuries are going to happen. But, you know, with all those needs, and those are probably the most position groups that I would characterize as a need for any of the teams in the AFC North that we're going to talk about. But you still have a lot of talent around sure. those holes. Sure. You could really rebuild this thing on the fly fast. I don't think the Steelers plan on rebuilding. Rebuilding slow. No. Yeah. I think they have their eyes set on not just spoiler to the other three teams in the AFC North, but potentially sneaking as the seventh seed once again. Ooh. I think they have that in their mind. That's what I'm saying. I don't a... think they I don't think they have it in their DNA to just roll over and say this year is not gonna happen. I mean the best case example or the best example, the best case in point is twenty nineteen. Your franchise quarterback goes down, you're left with Mason Rudolph and a guy named Duck Hodges. And you still go eight and eight, and you're still a real son of a bitch of a team to you're play against. Eight and five in December. Yeah, yeah, you lose your last three, but you're eight and five. That's the point I think I'm kind of getting at here is that it, there is no real rock bottom when it comes to this team. No. As long as Tomlin's there, as long as you've got pieces like Watt and Hayward and Harris and, and Minka, and Claypool and Johnson at the riders, the talent in Fryermuth didn't even mention Fryermuth. The talent you have is on there. Paper, a lot of talent. Not just in one little spot. You have, like we always say, the Steelers are so fortunate to have Cam up front, TJ at the next level, Minka in the secondary. They have Najee. They have a tight end. They have receivers. I mean, they have talent in multiple. They have the second-best kicker, I would say, in the league, right? maybe third-best. And they're all in the division, the top three. Yeah, that's funny. I, 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 I said... Second best because I thought of Tucker, and then I remembered McPherson. Tucker, Boswell, McPherson. That's the order right Tucker, now. Let's, McPherson, yeah. do it for a couple more seasons right. before we start to really talk. But, I mean, Boswell is as is as guaranteed as ever. Yeah, all three of them are in the AFC sure. North except for the Browns. Right. They're the only one that doesn't I don't even have know the, the name of their kicker. Yeah, they, they don't have a juggernaut at kicker, and they're no, the they only don't. team, and I love it. It's another thing that I just laugh at them about. <laughs> they're Browns. So, probably not going to take a quarterback this year. Or they might. Who knows? But the if, right guy's there. If it's 20. Rudolph, I still think you can have that kind of a son of a bitch team to play against mentality. I think they will fix the O and the defensive lines, or at least they'll make efforts to do both. Sure. I think the defensive line, as long as Alu Alu, excuse me, and Tuit come back, even just Alu Alu, like I think, but if, both if, is if like you, waving if, a magic wand and fixing it automatically. Oh, like it it is. You're taking a pumpkin and turning it into a a horse drawn carriage. Absolutely. So. I definitely think that that's possible to fix fast. The offensive line with the money you have, I think, is possible to fix relatively quickly. Corners, just bring in a corner. One corner to kind of stabilize that secondary, and I think you're you're looking pretty good there. This is a team that absolutely could, in four months from now, look completely different, and we could all have a completely different vibe about them. And say, not just are they going to be floating around 8, 9, 9, and 8, but... 10 they, wins, 11 wins. They could be... In- in the playoff hunt. Right now, as far as the hierarchy is concerned in the North, though, I would put them at third. I would have them in third place right now. Only above Cleveland. The team we're going to talk about next, the yep. Cleveland Browns. I will not trust them as long as they continue to trust Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. That's the, what, what reason do you have to trust in that guy? But I trust the team around him. I think the team around him is really good. Is the weakest position group in Cleveland... The quarterback. It is. And then I also have my doubts about the head coach because you have 
for the entirety of the 2021 season, seen how poor Baker has been, injured or not, injured or not, you've seen how bad he is, and you kept going to mm-hmm. him. You kept going to the Baker Mayfield well. Run the ball with Chubb. Run the ball with Dearness Johnson. I mean, how many times in that Steelers game on Monday night in Big Ben's farewell, they threw the ball with Baker a billion times. Run the ball. So he seems to be a guy who maybe the skis are a bit too big for him, and he can't handle that. And Stefanski comes out. He's coach of the year. What a great season. Blah, blah, blah. Wins the wild card game over the Steelers. Goes into Arrowhead. Looks really good in that game. And he's the toast of the town now. Stefanski's the coach. Baker's the quarterback. And they both just bleep the bled the very next year. Mm -hmm. So both of those guys are the ones that I'd keep under the microscope if I'm a Browns fan. But I wouldn't move on from Stefanski just yet. I would absolutely move on from quarterback for, uh, from Baker at the quarterback spot, though. I, it doesn't I, look like they're going. They're not, but I just have no idea why. Yeah. I mean, there are 31 other NFL teams saying, Cleveland, what are you doing? You honestly have one of the best complete rosters. Yes. And if Baker wasn't guaranteed to come back, Talk about ideal destinations for a guy like Russell Wilson, for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but do you hear any buzz about Cleveland? In no, and 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 any of those guys that we just mentioned, zero. Like we have with Rodgers, of course, the Steelers are in both, but that's just because of the local idiots around here that try to get that going. But with Rodgers, we've had what Denver that we've had legitimate smoke to that fire. Mm-hmm. With Russell Wilson, we've had the Giants that there's been legitimate smoke to the fire that they're interested. In. Even with guys like Deshaun Watson, we've had legitimate smoke with the Dolphins during right. the season, and now recently the the Vikings have been a team that have sure. come up that has legitimate smoke. You never hear even loose speculation from guys like Rappaport or Schefter about the Browns looking Cleveland at Wilson, are or the Browns looking at Rodgers, or the Browns the looking race, at Watson, right. or the Browns are kicking tires on trading for Carr, like. It really seems like the Browns' camp are either being extremely quiet and keeping things close to the chest, which is phenomenal and hard to do in the day's modern day, or they're extremely comfortable with Baker and they're just not saying or actively trying to shop down these guys so the insiders aren't getting wind of it because there's not an actual effort happening, So I, I had think to is assume, a mistake. I had to assume it's the latter because I don't know if Cleveland ever performs as well as you would give them credit for for saying, "Oh, we're gonna keep this on the low, low." low. Probably not, uh, and right, that's giving them a lot of credit. For I would be driving money. hard to the paint for Russell Wilson if I were the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Rodgers, uh, if I got, if I could get Rodgers, I would take that too. But getting a younger quarterback in Wilson, yeah, you have got a, his head on a, a lot a more solid, straight. You have a solid five extra years. This is a guy the- that's been to more than one Super Bowl, by the way, too. So he's been able to get back to that mountaintop as opposed to just he knows kinda, what it takes. A hundred percent, and. Mobility, youth, a good offensive line in Cleveland—that's night and day ahead of what he's. And had then a in solid Seattle. defense, maybe not, probably not as good or nowhere near as good as the one he had in Seattle. But I would be driving so hard to the paint on the Seahawks right now. I'd, I don't hear I'll anything. give you Baker. I'll give you three first-round picks. Everything, everything. You want the Ernest Johnson? I'll throw and him Seattle in. would be foolish to pass you up. You want on Kareem that. Hunt? I'll throw him in. Like I would. Right. Throw you in don't need everything. Hunt and Chubb, especially when you have a guy as mobile as Russell Wilson. You just need Chubb. I mean, you're not going to get rid of Chubb. You're not going to get rid of Chubb. But, but you could easily get rid of, you could say Baker and, uh, uh, wow, um, the second guy. Uh, Dearness Johnson? No. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, sorry. Yeah, it's completely... weird that you forgot that. We mentioned him like three times. Three seconds <laughs> In ago. like 10 seconds ago, sure. But I would be, if I was Cleveland, say, yeah, package Hunt with Baker. 
package anybody with anybody that's not named Miles Garrett or Nick Chubb and and get me Russell Wilson. Right, those are probably the two, two untouchable players. Yeah. And then other that's than insane. that, I want Russell Wilson. So I'd, I, maybe they are, and or maybe they will drive harder to the paint once free agency and the new league year really starts next month. But as of right now, you really don't see anything mm-hmm. linking them to any other big time quarterbacks out there. Uh, team needs a quarterback. Obviously, we just crushed that for a good five minutes, but. Wide receivers too. They got to yeah. get receiving game. They, Jarvis Landry is a good two. They it's a good three, a, maybe. Oh, I like that actually because I was thinking that too. Then I was stopping myself for being too harsh. But yeah, I'll jump in those wise with you. Too. I put Rashad Higgins. I put Donovan Peoples Jones right in that tier of where of where Landry is right now. I think Landry had the potential to be better than that. But from what we've seen out of him these last two years, he's right there equal to their yeah. their level. I think they're trying to play with a bunch of threes right now. Yeah. And I think that's a huge problem that that they're facing. Um I think they gotta go out into free agency and use the money that they have to get a wide receiver in here to be the guy, although you bring a wide receiver in here, you don't know how Baker's gonna play with him. And you don't know if a big receiver like Devontae Adams, for example, is going to want to come to Cleveland because I don't want to have Baker Mayfield throwing the question, me the football. I mean, the question, too, is is Adams going to go somewhere different than Rodgers? Probably not. Those two are probably attached to the hip. I just kind of pulled out a name. No, I get say, it. I get what you're saying. Oh, I'm Chris Godwin. Do I really want to catch balls from Baker Mayfield for four years? No, I don't think anyone would. I don't think anyone does. And how about this, too? If you're Chris Godwin, you think, oh, they're breaking the bank for me, which means they're not going to break the bank for anybody else. For anybody else, including the quarterback position. So I'm, I know for a fact I'll be catching balls from Baker Mayfield. Maybe go out and get Juju. Wow. And if you could get Juju and then try to snag maybe like a Will Fuller, who barely played this year due to injury in Miami, that's not going to fix it. But I think that gives you, with those two and a, and a Landry, I think that gives you. A middle that's of the road what Landry, receiving that's core. That's what Landry is made for. I think you got a middle of the road receiving core there. Yeah. And that's better than what they have. But now. with a lot of potential. And like Fuller is really good when he's on the field. He just because of injury and off the field issues, he's not on the field a lot. And Juju, we know what he's capable of. If he can stay healthy and right. stay on the But field. this is the only time in his career he's had health issues. Huh. Other than twenty uh nineteen when he missed a couple of games here and there. Another guy I'd be Odell, or 2020, I'm Odell sorry. becoming a free agent out of LA. That'd be an interesting one for the Browns to look at too. I think he could work out well there. Yeah. I see a good I'm fit sure. happening there. Man, is that just the biggest like F U that he won the Super Bowl in recent and memory? Yeah. It was probably gonna win a Super Bowl MVP. Where like a team thought they were so like compare that to the Not Steelers. just the team. Not just the team. The national media was on Baker's sure. side at first. At sure. first. But Compare that to the A.B. Ben Roethlisberger Steelers discrepancy. People were saying, oh, my gosh, is A.B. right? You know, is Ben right? It's Ben's fault. It's Ben's fault. And now it's the opposite in this one. It's the receiver's fault. It's the receiver's fault. And both times they got it wrong because it wasn't Ben's fault, and then this time it wasn't OBJ's fault. It was Baker's fault. Both times they got it wrong. Yeah, they did. Uh, OBJ, what a feeling it must have been to – have that kind of vindication. Sure, absolutely. On top of an, a franchise. You score like the in the Super Bowl. Dude, you score, I think he scored in like every game on the way to the Super Bowl, too. He was yeah. scoring touchdowns like crazy for the Rams after not scoring any for the Browns. One final thing on them, though, and it's back to Baker. You cannot give him the contract. 
If you wanted to, <laughs> if you want to play with him as your quarterback this year, I get it, and that's fine. But do not sign him to a long term deal unless he has a thirty touchdown, ten interception, three thousand plus Which yard year, not. and the Browns go to the playoffs. You cannot fall into this quarterback is, purgatory gonna, that you're flirting with right yeah. now. They're going to potentially get to the playoffs, but it won't be because of the play of Baker Mayfield. Andy Dalton got to the playoffs a couple times. Right. You're going to find yourself stuck with an Andy Dalton if you sign him to this long-term contract, and I really think the Browns are flirting with doing it. And it, I, If I was a Browns fan, I'd be really worried, but I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm tap dancing about it. But sure. It is a pitfall. We're trying not to jinx it. It is a pitfall that a lot of franchises fall into where you get a quarterback. And you think that's it. Who's just average, but he's got those moments where he looks like he's the guy. And you say, well, it was hard enough to just get this guy. I might as well keep him without trying more, uh, trying again in free agency or the draft. You got to pull in Arizona when they drafted Josh Rosen. Rosen, And then the very next year, they went out and got Kyler Murray. You got to pull a, a Chicago they knew they screwed up with Trubisky. They saw Justin Fields there. They went after it. Carolina. Jimmy Clausen. Sure. Wasn't doing anything. I'll take Cam Forgot Newton. Forgot about Jimmy Clausen out of Notre Dame, I'll right? take Cam Newton yeah. the very next season. It was the very next year? Yep. I don't remember that, but pick. go for the Panthers. But Clausen was a second-round pick, so it wasn't like right. they put that much. But, but still, still, I mean, you're, you you're going after the quarterback, yeah. He's not the guy. You got to pull the trigger. And I don't think the Browns are going to be able to do so. Recognize their that. defense could be excellent this year, though. Sure. Like they'll be a good team even with Baker. That's what I'm saying. They're going to get defense. to the playoffs most likely, but it won't be because of Baker. I would say that their floor, even if Baker plays, is like a seven and ten team, kind of like they were this year. Yeah, like that's the worst they can possibly right. be because they've just got so much talent on the roster. Currently in my hierarchy right now, though, I got him in fourth place. I got him sitting in the basement, and it's all just because I have no trust. I have no trust in the most important position. And then the coach, too. And then the coach, too. Who is, for some reason, too reliant. I trust in the most important position, but I got the coach. I got nothing in the Browns equation. So that means fourth place. The Bengals, your current AFC champions, your current AFC North division champions, a very, very bright future in front of them. Absolutely. But they still have some work to do. And, you know, this isn't exactly the type of organization that has the best track record as far as getting the job done, filling out a roster around talented players. Now, they're lumped in with the Jets and the Browns and the Lions of the world kind of unfairly. I think that's a myth we've busted on the Steelers' standard uh, more so than anybody in the media landscape, mm-hmm. that the Bengals are not as sorry of a franchise as these Lions and Jets and, and, and Browns have been. No, they are tied with the, the Ravens. Or did they break that record this year? Or did they break uh, that they tie? Tied their, they, oh, tied they tied it, it with it the now Ravens this With year. Ravens as... As far as being since the most ben successful division winner since 02. 02, okay. 02 so, when the division was realigned. So, and, and on top of that, you know, obviously they didn't win a playoff game in, in forever since texting was a thing until this year when they won. And now you can text the about Super them Bowl. being AFC champions. Right. So they went a long drought without winning, but they were getting to the playoffs and they were competitive in spurts throughout that kind mm-hmm. of era leading into Joe Burrow, but now, uh, I mean, the volcano has erupted. They could be the creme de la creme if they do it right. And you look at needs in this team, I wrote down offensive line three times. There's <laughs> yeah. Nothing, there's nothing absolutely. else. There's really nothing else that I, I, I want things. I want more depth on defense. I want Eli Apple to not be on the field anymore, so I want to get another cornerback, but I can live without any of those things. I need offensive linemen. As... You allow your quarterback to be sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. That meme, by the way, of the blocker 
Chase. The one that I, I referenced so many times yeah, last year. Yeah. That came into reality for the first time after all of this. And the Super Chase Bowl, was right? wide open running down the field for a touchdown when he got sacked by Aaron Donald because no one could block for him. But that's one out of a thousand times that that meme was proven right because Chase, Chase was, is they're not good. in the Super Bowl without And him. Burrow is also equally that, that good. good. I mean, not he's not the most mobile guy, but he is great at knowing when to get rid of the ball and when when the pressure was coming, knowing to get rid of the ball quick enough, not just throwing the ball away. So you got to give Burrow a lot of credit. I didn't I didn't know he would have that kind of pocket presence this early in his career. Oh no, and that's the thing I loved about him the most because, like you said, he's not athletically gifted like some of the other quarterbacks. He's not like as Lamar, graceful Mahomes, as Lamar or yeah, Allen. Right. One thing that I think hurts him, though, in this modern day of playing football, and maybe this is something that he can learn, fourth and one play, where Donald doesn't sack him, but, you know, he throws that ball to Perrine that Perrine should have dove for, but he didn't fourth down, so it's over. Game's over. The second he snapped that ball, he should have caught it and started rolling out to his right. If that was Patrick Mahomes, he catches that ball, and he's rolling out to his right, this, and probably running for the first down. Oh, the absolutely. Down. Burrow because of the way he's wired to play, dropped back to pass traditionally through a pump fake, and after the pump fake, the pocket was over, and Donald got him. It's just not his style, but right. if I was the coach, I would have been like, dude, you got to roll out a sap on this play. I'm going to put Perrine out there, and I'm going to put um, Uzama out there in the flat. you got two options, middle flat, lower flat, roll out to the right, hit either one of them, or just... Dive forward for a first down. Uzoma could, Uzoma could set up that block for you. So that's one thing with Burrow that I look at that maybe his inclination to stay in the pocket will hurt him moving forward because I or think, maybe knowing Joe Burrow could learn from it and adapt true. this game. But you give me Allen or Mahomes in that same fourth and one scenario, and I think they get the first down with their legs. Maybe, yeah, I'd say Allen for safe. sure. Allen just Allen right for sure, there. probably Lamar for sure. And Mahomes would look for his pass first, but then he would just scramble up to get it if he had to. Where does Burrow rank for you right now as far as the quarterback hierarchy is In the AFC North? In the NFL. He's top top five. Top five in the NFL. Wow. Right? Because Lamar, to me, I can't put Lamar there until he plays another full year. Well, the perennial top five are just hung him up in Brady. So you got more Ben. Well, Ben was out of the top five recently, but Brady's— Okay, so right now I'd say it's Rodgers, Mahomes, Mahomes, Allen— Well, I'm just saying guys okay, ahead of Those three Burrow. are in for sure. Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. Top five for sure, those three. Lamar, you could make the case. I'd put, I'd take Burrow over Lamar right now. I really would. That's what I'm saying. So tell me who else is there for you. I wouldn't take Herbert over Burrow just yet. I I, I, I have voiced my opinion on, on Justin Herbert. Wouldn't the take, guy can't win when it matters. We'll see. Wouldn't take Dak. Wouldn't, uh, Dak is probably the— Not over Burrow. I would not take him over Burrow. Yeah, uh, you don't. We don't love Matt Ryan anymore. Wilson had a really down year, but Russell but, Wilson still got it. Right. I mean, we saw how different of a team that is. So maybe the guys that I would float out there. I are, think it's safe to say though, top ten for Burrow is top a for ten, sure maybe thing right like now. top six if you if you want to not give him that top. Kyler, Russ, he's better than Dak. Kyler. I would put Burrow over all of those guys except for maybe Russ, except for maybe Russ. But I got I got to see Russ again in a full. So there you go. I think we just team. put him in our top five. I think he's right there for sure. He's and top 10 guaranteed. Guaranteed top 10 quarterback already. He's floating around 5, 6, 7. 
I don't think this is going to come as any surprise, but as far as the current hierarchy, the Bengals are in first place right now. I mean, you can't you can't you can't get to the them. Super Bowl and not be yeah. Right. You win your division, you win your conference, and you get to the Super Bowl. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt as being the number one team heading into the 2022 season. And last and always least, the Baltimore Ravens. This is a very intriguing team to me, though, because of all the injuries they suffered right. last year. If they're healthy, they it, not only make the playoffs this season, I think they might have won the AFC. They board. lose four key starters. Before Lamar, the season even started. Well, well, the running backs. Well, the and, running backs and, were ridiculous. And Peters. But I'm saying by the end of the season, your four starters that you lose in Lamar, Dobbins, Humphrey, and Peters. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna win. And the backup to Dobbins, Gus Edwards, also sure. went down. Who is a very good number two running back? Would be he's number a one in a lot killer. of places. He'd be number one in a lot of different places. Um, he's kind of like an AJ Dillon, where like you just got a guy ahead of him, but take away that guy, and he's still a, he's still a number one p- potential guy. They overachieved in a way this year too, because they were only yeah. in the position they lost out. And that's right, they, they lost, lost their last six, I believe. But they were in the pole position because Lamar was just backpacking them all year long, and then his wheels finally came off. And we knew that he was bound sick, to happen. He got injured. They were eight and three at one point. All on Lamar's back. I mean, absolutely. And he wasn't even playing that great, but he was just willing them to win, and that's unfair because the defense was keeping them in a lot of those. And games let's too. let's be honest too. When they, Humphreys they goes they down against the Steelers, though, I think the defense just completely shut down. Tom, how about this? I'm just looking at it now. Those six losses, the only one that wasn't a one-possession game was against Cincinnati. They lose by one to Pittsburgh, two to Cleveland, one to Green Bay, by 20 to Cincinnati. The Pittsburgh and the Green Bay game, they went for two. Right. Those games right. could have gone to overtime Right, well. and we we said the Pittsburgh thing, what are you doing? You could have beat them in overtime if you got the ball back. But Green Bay, you go for two. Green Bay, it makes sense. Because they didn't have Humphrey. No. That was the game that Humphrey got hurt, not right. the Steeler game. And then you lose by one point to L.A., and then you lose by three points in overtime to the Steelers. So they're, they were still somehow no, that, competitive in that all of those games. team makes me think they're a sleeping giant. And, like, next yeah, year with Yeah, you get health, Lamar back. You get your running backs back. Running backs, plural, back. You get your cornerbacks, plural, back. I think if Lamar and Dobbins were healthy this year, they make the playoffs sure. as a wild card yeah. team. I mean, you're, you're throwing out whatever that guy's name, Huntley, Tyler Huntley. Lamar and Dobbins is probably 2,000 yards worth of offense between the two of them. I'd say more. Or rushing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then more when you Combined, add Combined, yeah, when you add um, Lamar's passing. So that's just taking away the team's best uh I mean, Mark, Mark Andrews was left out on an island all, all year. year long. Just He was the only guy. Biggest need for the Ravens is wide receiver. Absolutely. Marquise Hollywood Brown announced his retirement just the other day. Not playing football anymore. Bit of a shocker for everybody. I else. mean, this guy that was what his his third year? I don't know. He said he wanted what was his reasoning? He wanted to become a streamer. He wanted to I think I don't know if this is exactly 100% guaranteed yet, but he deleted all of the references to the Ravens on his Instagram. And a lot of people are speculating that his time in football is done. And Hollywood Brown hasn't really been that great of a receiver for them. But he's a pretty good deep threat for the Ravens. Oh, that's that's what he... He takes the top off of the secondary. That's, that's how he kind of made a name for himself in the league, was just going long. And Lamar, despite what people thought about Lamar, had the arm to get the ball to him. So if he doesn't come back next year, 
that's a lot of eggs in the Rashad Bateman basket that need to hatch fast because he was hurt a lot earlier in his rookie season and came on later in the year, but he wasn't exactly as great as they wanted him to be his rookie season. Time to see if he can wake up in his sophomore season and have that good of a year, but I draft wide receiver sure. in the first round, and I probably take another receiver in the third, second, or fourth round as well. You've you sure. got to help that position. I mean, you got to help Mark Andrews. And Lamar, too. you gotta, right. you got to help right. the passing game. Your rushing game is prolific, even when Edwards and Dobbins were down this year. And it was just Lamar. Best rushing sure. attacks in football. I don't even you know gotta, who they were throwing out. you got to figure out the pass. you got to figure I out the pass. I think Lamar was, it's probably safe to say, oh, right, they were, they signed like 10 veterans. They signed who? Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman, yeah. Bell was there for a little bit. There's yeah, one they, more. Freeman, I think, was the one that did the best yeah. for them. But it wouldn't shock me if in all those games before Lamar went down, he was their leading rusher. Are you a little worried about Lamar? Because injured, COVID, other illnesses took a big toll on him this year. But when he was playing, he really wasn't as prolific as he had been. Yeah. Are you worried there's a, a drop-off coming? It's possible. I mean, we had been saying, and not just us, but people around the league paying attention, saying this kind of football does not is not built to last, right? Josh Allen is one tough guy. Patrick Mahomes, one tough guy. Lamar really is a little is a little smaller, a little more frail. I mean, he, he knows takes, how to not get hit, though. But he also does get hit. That's True, the thing. But he's pretty good at avoiding it. Sure. Too. I just think that. Let's see what happens in 2022. If you can't stay healthy in 2022, the Ravens are maybe in trouble. I have them at number two right now in my hierarchy, but I'll tell you this right now, Steelers if, fans, they're a lot closer to the Bengals at number one than they are at you at number three. If he bounces back and he's he's back to Lamar, doing Lamar things, maybe not MVP level, but just right. doing enough, the Ravens are, I think, a playoff team. That's your AFC North hierarchy as it stands right now. Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. That could change in the offseason with moves made by either one of the teams. But as of right now, I think it's pretty clear that that's where things stand with the old division. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. Thanks, as always, for listening to this episode of the Steelers Standard. We'll be back again next week with a fresh batch of episodes for you peeps. So make sure you're keeping an peeps. ear and an eye out for those. For Jacob Reck, who just said peeps into the microphone randomly, I'm Tom Offerman. Thanks for listening.